Hello, this is Kelly Fitzpatrick with Red Monk here with my excellent Red Monk colleague, Kate Holterhoff. We're here with another episode of Docs Are In, and this time we're talking about Docs Like Code. With us today is Ann Gentle, who is the author of the book, Docs Like Code. And thank you so much for speaking us with us today. To start things off, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. And uh, thanks so much for the opportunity. And thank you for buying my book. That is so great to see in print. I love that. Thanks so much. So yeah, great to be here, Kelly and Kate. Um, I work at Cisco. Um, I am the global leader for developer experience. So we build a bridge between, you know, products that um, the product teams that are making the APIs and the developers who want to use them to make solutions, right? So that's developer advocacy, that's API documentation, um, it's developer community. So all of that for that bridge building on, um, and then we have our developer portal, developer.cisco.com. So that's my current purview, and it's a lot of fun. I really have enjoyed moving from, you know, pure tech writing into developer experience. It's been a great move. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Um, I had a lot of experience in um, open source in the past too. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of in my DNA for sure. Um, and so that that's my background as well as um, API documentation in a community setting. And so that's what was the genesis for Docs Like Code. I learned a lot there, um, especially with the community members working so hard on you know, getting the system set up, um, getting the community around it. Um, so yeah, that that is my background and what I'm doing today. All right, well, thanks for that genesis. Uh, so Docs is Code, Docs Like Code, it's a topic that uh, we've mentioned before on the show, but it's also a concept that might be unfamiliar to many non-documentarians. Uh, so as someone who has wrote the actual book on the subject, do you uh, mind describing what Docs Like Code means for just, you know, a general audience? Oh, for sure. So Docs is Code is basically taking developer techniques and applying them to documentation, right? So it's using GitHub, the collaborative version control um, system, um, test automation. So running your docs through testing through a, a device like a linter, um, which is a way to make clean code. You can also use it to make clean docs. Um, and it's that continuous integration, continuous deployment um, so that you have source for your docs. And then it's also building um, something that can be published immediately, right? So it's all of those things um, and, and all the the good parts that are really useful because there are a lot of technical authors already using GitHub in these systems. And so you can get the reviews from them or have them write it and you review it. So it, it just works really well. Um, it's it's the whole something as code, I think, movement it is really, you know, where, where we're going. Infrastructure is code. Network is code. Docs is code. It, it, it just makes a lot of sense. And I was just lucky to be there uh, when we were, you know, really integrating with development teams. And it, and it just made sense, right? It was Sphinx, it was RST, um, these tools that that made a lot of sense. So yeah, if you if you haven't heard of it, um, you know, take a look at docslikecode.com, docsescode.com, either one. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's basically working towards that, that collaboration aspect of documentation, especially with developers and, and docs for developers. Yeah, and one thing I noticed, so looking at, so I, I clearly have the second, second edition, um, is so the second edition came out in what, like 20, 2017? Right. Yes, yeah, so five years ago, and had the subtitle, write, review, test, merge, build, deploy, and repeat. I had to actually write all that down because my brain wouldn't remember it. Right. Um, 
right? Yeah. And the third edition came out at the end of 2022 with a new subtitle, Collaborate yes. and Automate to Improve Technical Documentation, which I, I love that that kind of um, evolution of the, what that kind of docs-like code is about. Right. Um, and, and, and what you, I mean, when you pick up a book, I thought it was much more descriptive. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it is. And it's, it's um, in kind of the way we've been talking about documentation is being this kind of collaboration and then the automation element. That's something that we've, we've heard more and more, even just in the past couple of years. Um, but having gone through that process of kind of revising for third edition, you know, looking back, how has Docs Like Code or Docs as Code evolved in that time? And what was that revision process like? Yeah, it uh, five years is a long time in tech, especially, right? I mean, it's, you know, probably 35 years. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it, 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 500 years. Work. It tech. is probably, a, yeah, you know, um, but I think, you know, what I noticed, so what I what I did for the revision process, um, Diane Squish is here in Austin with me. And so she and I had both been at different companies with various Docs Code um, techniques and different teams we had been working with. So, um, you know, it was still pandemic time, but we could go to breakfast and, and, and just have really good conversations about what we're observing. And so um, huge shout out to Diane. The, the next edition wouldn't have even happened without her. But, you know, I, I think we were both seeing these trends we wanted to, you know, get into the next edition. Um, and so I think there's a lot more um, examples to look at online um, and a lot more governance um, examples. So what governance means is how do you take in changes? How much review do you need? How much planning ahead of time do you need for that? I think too, um, there are job descriptions now where people want docs as code, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's huge. If you can get a job in this and it's really, really um, interesting to you, what a great match, right? So um, what else I did is um, I'm a big fan of Goodreads, uh, the, the site where you can review books, right? I read everyone's input on that site and responded to them and tried to incorporate it into the next edition. So love that feedback. It's so great that authors can get, you know, uh, real input from, from readers and it's immediate um, input. So um, what else? I, I do think that the tooling has improved, you know, GitHub itself is way easier to use. You can actually edit online. And I still remember being at Rackspace and they were like, oh, should we just make a, a, an online editor so that people don't have to use a command line, right? And now GitHub has it, of course. It was a natural evolution, right? So I do think it, it is just evolving in a way that makes it more accessible to more people. Um, now, you know, a good criticism of the book is it is it, 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 you better know how to be a tech writer before you read it. I kind of make that assumption. So I want to be clear about that. It's not for getting started in tech writing. There are excellent books out there already. Um, I definitely, you know, definitely say take a look at what is, um, you know, to get you just going in the whole scene of tech writing. Right. Um, but yeah, there's way more examples to look at. Um so I felt like I could get case studies more easily. Big companies are doing this now, right? Um, and I think too, obviously the world changed just a little bit in that time frame, right? So um, there were just you know a lot of things going on. Um, 2020 Black Lives Matter movement that meant a real push towards inclusive language. And guess what? Those linters are a really great tool to help with inclusive language. Looking for biased words, you know, looking for those terms, eliminating them 
making sure they don't come back in. Right. And so um, I think that that was just um, just such a yes, it, it was born out of like real turmoil, but it also helps our industry move along towards more inclusive language. And we all believe words matter. Um, of course, the docs are in. Um, so, I, you know, I just think that was another piece of the 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 world changing that we could you know, move towards, um, and, and the pandemic. Now, I don't think I, you know, had specific ideas around, uh, remote work, hybrid work, but obviously it shows up. And, and I think docs as code lets you do that because it's such a good collaboration tool, um, with asynchronous communication and so on. So, um, yeah, that it, five years is a long time. And, and it, there were just things to pick out, right? So when you revise, you, you have your list, but then you'd better, get your priorities straight for what's what's important, right? So you've mentioned uh, tools and uh, books. Uh, could, could you just give us some, like, you know, uh, some uh, of your uh, greatest hits in terms of resources sure. for folks who are interested in getting started with uh, uh, Docs-like code? Sure. So there is a, um, a tool called GitHub Pages, and you just go to pages.github.com. You can run through this very um, simple step-by-step -step tutorial, and that'll just let you work with the tools and get a feel for this um, idea of a static site generator. It just makes the pages and publishes automatically. Um, if that doesn't get you hooked, I don't know what will. But anyway, um, super simple learning, you know, learning point that has immediate results, right? Um, we have a GitHub Learning Lab on developer.cisco.com. It's it's a very important piece of this um, technique. You know, learning Git, it could be with GitLab, it could be with Bitbucket, right? I mentioned GitHub a lot, but it doesn't have to be that, right? So, uh, but another thing that I, I often tell people, um, interns, co-ops, um, find a way to do the work or volunteer to do the work. So in my case, you know, I actually volunteered in open source um, well before writing this book because they were doing the interesting things that I wanted to learn, right? And so um, that it, it was my first book was about, was about using wikis and, and technical communication. So it's it's not an easy route. And one of the things that I think um, Google has done a nice job of is um, the season of docs. So that's structured program, uh, very much helping match projects up with writers who want to learn, right? Um, so that is an excellent way to get, get involved in open source. And I'm also a fan of volunteering within your company, right? There's always bad documentation somewhere. And if you can just offer your help, um, find a team that's willing to let you experiment a little bit, um, I think that's just, you know, a great way to get started. So, you know, resources wise, find tutorials, Practice, practice, practice. It's it's like playing a guitar. If you don't do it every other day, your fingers are gonna, you know, not remember. So it's that's the important piece is just you know find the resources that work for you, but then also you know continue by doing some kind of world world projects and and keep keep working. I love that, and that that fits with folks that we have uh, talked to on this show about different places that you can actually you know put these things into practice as opposed to just going for kind of like a tutorial and. If, if I recall, uh, docslightcode.com actually has, the first thing it does is like send you, I think, to, to GitHub to kind of get started. And yeah. I've recent, recently sent folks who are like, 
how do I get started with, you know, with, with all of this, um, you choose those resources to look over. So thank you so much for, for having them up there. Yeah. And actually that was sort of meant to be a supplement to the book, right? Cause the book is cemented in time. It's a, it's a oh. snapshot. So yeah, docs like code slash learn tutorials that help you, uh, you know, figure out what repos am I going to use to, what is a static site generator? What do I need to look for? Um, it, what about PDF, right? So all of those things are available in tutorial format. Yeah. Yeah. So one last question. Sure. In the news these days, we hear all about artific artificial intelligence and especially large language models such as ChatGPT. Uh, you know, to your mind, as someone who's who's been, you know, thinking about this space for a while and from different different kind of roles, you know, how do you see something like ChatGPT uh, like affecting documentation and like docs? like code or docs as code practices in general? Well, you know, it's, to me, I've played around with it a, a bit and it, it really is like an autocorrect on steroids, right? It's it's uh, just figuring out what you probably are going to write next. Um, and so for, you know, the actual writing portion, you could pretty much get this nice little, you know, site to play around with to, to practice docs as code, you know, pr pretty, pretty straightforward. Write me a getting started guide on blah, 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 right? <laughs> Um, and I, I've also played with it for code examples and code snippets. Wow. Talk about taking a lot of headache out of, you know, the actual writing process. Just those code examples are going to be just sheer gold for trying to get the small snippets that take time to write. But if uh, an AI can write them, that's awesome. You have to be able to judge them for yourself, test for yourself, um, you know, because Docs' code is, is intended to be a technical technique, right? So. It's for your techie tech writer. Mm -hmm. um, but I do see AI as being such a great, um, you know, sort of, you know, maybe like a, a, a supportive tool, uh, an enhancement tool. And then that lets, you know, kind of frees up your time for strategic planning, for get to know more stakeholders, for actually talking to customers, right? So I'm happy to kind of outsource some of some of that, you know, to 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 an AI for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Any of the part of writing that I don't like, like, yeah, AI could take a, they could take a stab at that and then I'll kind of go through it. And one of the things I've heard um, recently, and I did not come up with this, it was you know, somewhere on the interwebs, is that like editing is going to be a, a more important skill. So that like editing and uh, curation, even like say curation of like code snippets that you can you know, have brought to you from, you know, kind of like AI and then deciding, you know, is this something that you're really good or not? Yeah, it's right. something good. Right. I've heard of the new term like prompt engineer too. So someone who's really good writing prompts is a good kind of space to get into. Um, and honestly, I'm already using AI for editing because I love Grammarly. I love Acrolinks. Those are very, you know, huge natural language processors that are making my writing better. So I guess I'm already enhancing it with AI. You know, it's just this next step. All right. And with the autocorrect on steroids, I think we're uh, about out of time here. So I want to thank Anne for joining us today to discuss uh, Docs Like Code uh, and the state of documentation uh, more broadly. Uh, and with that, the docs are out.